Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Salty winds blow at your back, the open sea ahead. No amount of waves can wash away the blood and tears you shed. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Elaine Eagle with Victory. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hey. What? <laughs> I know. It's a little loud in the bowling alley this year. Yeah. Let's move yeah. To the, maybe she go to the back room. Yeah. Let's yeah. yeah. go into the party room and talk. Right. Yeah. There you go. We can so, watch. So why do we do this bowling thing every year? It's our really? annual holiday bowling party, Carl. And it's because of your bowling alley story around Christmas that you said the first Christmas episode that we had. <laughs> yeah. You basically said that one I of co- your most memorable Christmas Christmases was this random bowling party that you went to. Uh, I don't that know. Must, that must have been someone else. I don't remember. Or- Really? 80s. Oh, oh, I remember. Yeah. (laughs) So we do this in honor of you every year, Carl. Right. I remember the story. When I was an adult, I was bartending back then. Yeah. 
when the bar closed and there was a blizzard in New York, right? I remember. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I mean that I, I find that fairly romantic. Uh, I know I've talked before around the holidays about the Bill Murray uh, Christmas special that Netflix produced several years ago now. But that's the premise is that there's a blizzard in New York and everything is shut down and a bunch of folks get trapped into the uh, into the hotel and they kind of have a celebration uh, in the face of the trains not running and everything being adrift in snow. I think it's kind of romantic. Uh, it is until you can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Until, until there's no... No, no gifts and uh, Santa don't make it right. Or, yeah, it. or you're like a dumb college student and it snows four feet and the entire campus shuts down and then your parents have to call the state police to find you because you won't answer your phone because it's dead. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound like something that might have happened to you. No, no, it was, and it's one of uh, my parents' fondest memories because <laughs> uh, they had to give over the phone to me to just claim that I was alive even though it was just a freak blizzard that closed down everything and we partied so <laughs> we we used to live in a little uh, town outside of Nashville about 20 minutes outside of Nashville called Laverne and I remember once Carl I think you were there that little house I, I that, slept that, in Laverne I love yeah Laverne. yeah so um one year we did have this very uncharacteristic like snowstorm that like shut everything down and people were like stranded everywhere and the kids uh they got stranded at school and my wife was not able to go get them we i mean the roads were basically impassable so they always talk about this happened 15 or 20 years ago but they always talk about the idea that mom had to walk like a mile to get them and then they all walked through the woods for like two and a half miles back to my house and then they uh, they scrounged up some hot chocolate. What I don't understand about that story is why did it take a mile to get there and two and a half miles to go back? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I, you know, it was like uh, she was she was driving and she got you know, halfway there and then the road was completely shut down. So, so we're going to start this episode. She walks a mile to get the kids, but she had driven a mile and a half to get them, so they, they had to walk. They abandoned the car, so they I had to walk. I think we should like two and a have a new moniker, like yep. you know, a new like slogan. Mm -hmm. yep. Ninety-four twenty, yep. the most uninteresting podcast <laughs> ever. No, it was really, it was really an incredible memory for them. I mean, they do you walked have a, through the do you have snowy an woods. Do you have an uninteresting story to, to share? No, they, they, and, they and, walked and through you, the snowy you, woods, man. It was and, cool. And do you tell you it know? in the most no. boring way? Well, <laughs> we maybe wanna, that's we, the problem. Maybe we it's talk me. To you. But, you know, I mean, you could. You can imagine walking through the Send woods. Send us your it's long, laborious, boring stories. No, 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 no. It's it's Yuletide, uh, Robert oh, Frost man. stuff. Ebtide, right? Ebtide. So, so I like Elaine's track. What do you think of her track? I liked her voice a lot. I loved it. I think it. it's really different. Yeah, I think it's super different, uh, and it's kind of dramatic in a, in in yeah, some yeah, strange yeah. way. You know, uh, you know, it reminded me of. It's kind of weird for some reason. I hate you guys. <laughs> Because I started watching the Gilded Age. It's thing. so ah. good. Oh, it's, it's really good. 
And this song reminds you of the Gilded Age. It does, but yeah. it also yeah. reminds me of like Pirates of the Caribbean too, because it has that underlying oh oh thing going on. So I don't know. I just really liked it. The song. And I hate it. those. I hate those Very shows good. though. The Gilded Age. Everyone's so backstabby and like it's. But such that's baloney. what makes it such good cinematography. <laughs> oh, man. Greg, did you watch the end? We won't spoil it for Carl, but did you watch the I'm ending on one? Yeah, I'm on, yeah, I'm on, yeah. I'm on episode I can't wait three. For season three. Ep- I'm on episode three, season two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you caught up. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. It's no, really no, no, there's, there's very just, good, I think. Oh, it's a guy. That guy's beard right there off the bat. I, I would kill myself if I had that beard. It looks yeah. like a, he's got like a, a fur coat taped to his face. <laughs> it's so, I, I have this I have this weird crush on one of them, so I like watching the, uh, And is it like loosely based on the guy who built Penn Station? Is that what it's about? Uh, I don't know. It's not real. It's I look, not, it's not, it's it's not real. real, but it's loosely based off of like the railroad tycoons of like the yeah, late 1800s. Robert Baron. Yeah. Because there was Grand Central, mm-hmm. and then the, and he wanted to have his own, so that's why he's going to Pennsylvania. I mean, that's why it's Penn Station. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting, and they say that uh, the budget, a lot of the budget is solely about the wardrobe mm-hmm. and the clothes. You know? Oh, yeah. The clothes so. are gorgeous to see. It must have been so tiring to live in that in those days. If that's how you had to deal with that. Nonsense. Well, you had staff to do everything. Oh no! But the way you got it, well, everything's protocol and like you know, who cares? I, I would... Well, and it's so interesting that you bring that up too, because they also just released like the final part of like the crown this week too where they released it last friday so like that's all like pomp circumstance yeah. and protocol too yeah it's, it's all on william it's all about william right no and, it's actually not it's very well done um because it goes into not just like william but um what the queen they they kind of give like the queen's perspective on a few very prominent events that had happened who would want to be the queen i feel sorry for that william kid who would want to be the king of england <sighs> what a waste of time well, he's not king yet so <laughs> he's gonna be I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. pretty good work if you can get it you know no, like, i wouldn't want it i wouldn't like want being it. a celebrity mm-hmm. for a living yeah you know, but a like stupid celebrity you, you can't do anything, anything right <laughs> Uh, I'd rather be a homeless person. <laughs> well, you have a very, you have a very uh, busy schedule. But I don't know how important in a, any of it is. Could we possibly talk about something musical? Well, thing? so here's yeah, what yeah. I was going to bring up this week because even we are at our holiday bowling party episode, but it is also yeah. the last episode of the year because we are going to be taking off and enjoying time with family, friends, and just winding down until 2024 happens. Who's doing that? <laughs> well, I am. So if you're not, not then. <laughs> well, I am too, Carl. Enjoying time with family. Yeah. We'll be here at the bowling alley. <laughs> Carl will be here at the bowling alley, and <laughs> he'll be here by himself in the blizzard that hits New York. <laughs> <laughs> and he can walk back to his place, uh, and it'll be a really boring story in January. Go ahead. But so, what are we doing? Today? I figured we can kind of do a look back on the year of all the podcast episodes that we've done, and kind of maybe pick out one of our one or a few of our favorite episodes and artists, not necessarily having to put episodes in, but talking about them. You want to do that right now? Well, no, we don't have to put in sound. I have no, I have no recollection of anything. Well, okay, Carl, open up your phone, go to Spotify, scroll to our podcast, and go back to January and just see what sticks out. To me, this podcast is like Chinese food. As as soon as I eat it, it's done. (laughs) I don't remember anything I've ever done. Well, okay, so here to start it off, because we got our Spotify wrapped, as I so proudly said a couple episodes ago, episode 
Episode 126, where we featured Darlin' the band, was actually our most streamed episode of the entire year. And that's back during the Valentine's Day series that we did. And we didn't even talk about music because all we talked about was the halftime show that time. So, Well, the dark little secret is that I think these acts that are being promoted and or featured on 9420... I think it's within their power to make them uh, more popular. You know, it's like they need to share these things. They need to. Uh, they need to get their audience on. Everybody's board. lazy. I know. I. And they want. Like, they want you know, us to do it. Well, yeah, I will yeah. say, out of all the artists that we featured this year, there are yep. two that stand out to me. That one, we both, we well, both, all three of us enjoyed, and they were the most active in sharing and giving feedback. Well, Brittany Jean, who was like my favorite because she had the twang of it all, um, yeah. and then swimwear department. Oh, I love the, I remember those guys. They were I funny. like some swimwear department. Yep, yep. I, I mean, I I have enjoyed all the artists associated with ninety four twenty. When we first started this thing, it was going to be about the music that we love. Well, we ran out of people that would give us permission to use their work uh, that I dearly loved. So we started listening for acts that we thought were viable that needed a a kind of a helping hand. What I love about you, Greg, you know what I love about you, Greg? What? I just realized this. You say the most innocuous, senseless stuff, but in such a demanding, wonderful way, like it's so meaningful. Yes. You yes. say it in such a commanding way, like yes, and people people it sounds have been like buying in for years. It sounds like you're saying something important, but right, it's senseless. Well, <laughs> essentially, what I'm trying to describe is that we have we pivoted, if you will, we have basically started to help others discover acts that are new to us as well. When when we first started, it was going to be about the stuff that we love, right? But um, it's a difficult proposition to get people that you've worked with through the years on board for something new that you're doing. It's a little bit of a pain in my butt, you know, to ask artists that I've worked with for 30 years, hey, will you be on 9420? And they're like, eh, I don't know, man. You know, let me talk to my publisher about that, right? This is full disclosure. This has never been talked about on this Name, name, names. Ooh, name names. Yeah, I'll, I'll name some names. That's all right. Don't have to, we don't have to like end friendships on this episode. <laughs> no. And, no, ending, I don't think ending the year by ending Greg's, you know, outrage into the music industry. But you know what? I mean, what what bothers me about it is that the publishers, the music publishers, that otherwise don't do anything for these artists on a regular basis and haven't done anything for them for a long, long time. Now, all of a sudden, they're concerned that their music is going to be someplace that they're not aware of or they're not able to monetize. So it's like it's like my friend Gary Burke used to say about the Musicians Union. It's like a guard dog that bites only you. It's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I have the answer, no one listens to me. I have, I have the simple answer. For the world, basically, have world peace, change everything, change everything. Well, and two things: no more money in religion, <laughs> and we're done. No, and no more internet, and we're done. And you can have the yeah. internet. You can have the internet. If there's no more money and no more religion, you can have anything you want. 
There's just a bunch of people talking to each other. But but you, when you take the monetization and, and an influencer, influencer, you're an idiot who has followers because you you jump out of a you know you do stupid things. <laughs> you know that's your influence. You know I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't think it. we're really influencers, but I do think. That oh, we're we not influencers. I do. I do think that we're we the opposite of that right now. <laughs> We present well, music we say in that? such a way. What that is the word of first? We're not an influence. We're the opposite. We're yeah. We we had that in another episode where you were you came up with a that's concept. That's my favorite word. I forget it. Yeah, we're we're influenza or something. No, he didn't say that. Say that. <laughs> anyway, so what are we doing here? Uh, that's music based. So that, what's I mean, my favorite? That is music based. Let's, if you think about it, thinking about the episodes we've done over the last year, so. What we should do for January is we should go back in a year retrospective and we should find out how many episodes, how many times Carl said, what are we doing here? I think it'd be every single episode. Are, 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 we, are we done? Are we done? Are we, are we done? That's the other one. That Why do we do this podcast? Why do we do this? Yeah, so, so okay, so another useless bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, um, oh, I did. So last yeah. week we featured Consuelo. Um, I'm not going to say her last name because right. I don't want to butcher we like it. Her. We, like, we her. like her. So she did get back to me because she listened to it and she heard my perspective when I said that she sounded like she was, it was very pentatonic-esque and it was acapella. It actually is acapella and she gave me the name of the beatboxer who kind of overlaid the undertracks for it, I guess. Oh, wow. So we'll tag him in the show notes for this and you guys can go and listen to his in to some of his stuff. Is she still in Italy or where is she? Uh, I don't know where she is. Maybe the UK. Because mm. um, okay. I feel like that's where she submitted her music from. But she was she loved the episode and uh, she was just very happy that she was able to be featured here. Very cool. Yeah. We like her. We like her songs and we wish Consuela all the best. Exactly. Excellent. Yep. And hopefully maybe next year some of her music will be in, you know, a Hallmark Christmas movie. You just never know. Or, 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 or Snowball yes, 3. Yes, Snowball What's your snowball? Three. <laughs> what, what's your show? The bowling alley. <laughs> no. Snowball three. The bowling alley is. What's your be movie, the, Greg? Your, your, <laughs> it's called Brain Freeze. It's it's snow two. Oh. Oh. Brain okay. Freeze. Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna play that this year? Do you still have it? What? My my little Christmas song that's in that movie. No, I don't have that. Oh. No, we'll we've got more music from Elaine that we're going to be playing. Oh, okay. This is Elaine's well, episode. Let's listen. <laughs> let's listen. All right, so let's listen to another single by Elaine called Olive Branches. But before that, yes. hear more about yeah. the 9420 podcast and what makes us great. This episode is sponsored by the 9420 podcast. That's right. We are sponsoring ourselves this week and encouraging you all to listen to the over 100 episodes we currently have in our rotation. Each episode features a new independent music artist who's looking to make it in this industry. For more information, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Stitch myself together at the 
It's the kind of voice that anything she sings, I, it's, I like her listening to her say words. Say These words. kind of quasi-classical melodies and the piano and her voice. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, do you remember Tori Amos? Oh yeah, I love Tori Amos. Yeah. I think she I mean, was it, the it, first one to turn up. Little Earthquakes, man. That was her first album. That was great. Yeah. yeah, it was like kind of like really game-changing you know early 90s, 80s right before any of those yeah, yeah. late before, 80s 90s even before Alanis Morissette yeah or, or th- oh yeah way before any, you know Lady Gaga any of that stuff she was kind of like yeah. I think she might have been a contemporary of Laurie Anderson and Laurie was doing really yeah, weird but, but stuff I, but I thought yeah Tori Amos had a better voice yeah. and wrote better songs oh yeah you know like but and played piano she, she, she was, was cool. before Alicia Keys she was Right. She was basically a contemporary, I guess, of um, Kate Bush. Right, a little, little later, a yeah. little, little later, yeah. late 80s, yeah. where yeah. Kate Bush so, was more This kind of reminds me of that. It's, it's kind of gothic and kind of cool. That's why we're she, featuring her. But, um, what's yeah. McCoy, yeah, but, but Tori was real edgy lyrically. She was like, yeah, yeah, she was know. kind of, I don't know if she's still performing, probably. Yeah, she's still around. I still still see her, yeah. you know, her name now and then. Yeah. So, um, interesting stuff. What are we doing? <laughs> well, a lay- <laughs> open up the door and let them hear the bowling right. going on. When's the last time you went bowling? Uh, I did duck pin bowling a couple weeks ago, actually. Is that like candle pin? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's okay. a place, a uh, happy sports lounge in Murfreesboro that just opened up maybe like six months ago, a year ago, and they have that there. So, well, my my wife is all the time talking about candle pin bowling and how it was only up east and up up in the northeast, and I cannot believe that there is a place mm-hmm. in Murfreesboro. Yep. We're gonna have to. It's go. in downtown, so you definitely have to check it out. What's the name of it? Happy Sports Lounge. Fantastic. Where did where the hell did pickleball come from? Oh, that's a whole. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Everyone it's like, it's loves like, pickleball. 
It's like tennis with a big ball. No, it's like a tennis meets ping pong. Volleyball. Yeah. It looks stupid. I hate it. Well, I think it's an offshoot of racquetball. And why pick it? Why pickleball? Why why pickle? Who knows? Why do people call things the things that they are? I want it removed. I want it removed. I want it ended. (laughs) Yeah, right. You'll upset and you'll set up a lot of people. I'm sports averse as it is. We did. We talked to Elaine and she answered our questions of the week. So the first question that we asked her is to tell us a little bit about herself. Okay, hello. Um, My name is Elaine Eagle. I'm 25 years old and I'm a musician from Wenatchee, Washington, which is right in the middle of Washington state. We've got a lot of great fruit, a lot of great wine here. Um, So I am a working musician. I perform all the time uh, as a solo artist, piano and voice, and also with a number of different bands. Um, I've been playing piano for about 15 years, singing for about nine years, um, I completed my bachelor's Bachelor of Arts in songwriting from the Berkeley College of Music last year and have been recording music this year. I put out two EPs um, and my songwriting is very story based. I am inspired a lot by Greek mythology. Um, and yeah, so if you listen to my latest EP called End of the Line, that's all about the Odyssey, which was so much fun to write and record. Um, I'm hoping to get back in the studio this winter and put out some more music in the spring of 2024. So um, yeah, a couple fun facts. I'm married. I have a blind cat. He's the cutest thing in the whole world. I love red wine. I love Disney. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks so much. I love that. She loves red wine and Disney. And she has a blind cat. She has a blind cat. Okay. You know who she reminds me of a little bit? I, and I already mentioned her, but Brittany Jean. Like, they're from the same, like, I think they're both from Washington State. So it's interesting that, like, she said that in the media. I was like, oh, they probably. But she went to Berkeley. She, yeah, I'm she went to Berkeley, which is on the East Coast, in, right? It's Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the next question that we asked her is, what music artists have influenced your career so far? Okay, this is such a great question about what other music artists have inspired me, but it's such a hard question at the same time because there's a lot of them. Um, You know, I think one of the more obvious ones, I'm a female in my 20s. I'm a singer-songwriter. The obvious answer is Taylor Swift. She's been a huge influence for me. Um, I've been a Swifty for like 15 years Um, I love her songwriting. Her lyrics are amazing. Um, Some other artists are um, the Irish artist Hosier. He's one of my favorites. His lyrics are so poetic, um, and he just is able to blend so many different styles of music into his, like, blues, rock, folk. It's just, it's gorgeous. I love his writing. Um, some artists that stuck with me growing up, I listened to a lot of classic rock. So Queen is a big one. I love Freddie Mercury. His stage presence is so magnetic. Um, I play a lot of Pink Floyd. I'm in a Pink Floyd cover band. So their writing is just so beautiful and and massive and gorgeous. Um, I love some bands like Need to Breathe, Fallout Boy, um, Arctic Monkeys. I'm just kind of listing off a few here. So yeah. Those are just a few of the artists that continue to inspire me as a musician. 
Well, she got one demerit in my book. Well, uh, it was What's up? she who shall not be named was the well, first yeah, one. If, if we, it's crazy. I feel like Shannon Lane. For one, you sing ten times better than she does. Your voice is, is a million times better than Taylor Swift. And I think your songs are more melodic. I think you're better. So why would you I, want to be influenced by her? Well, I, I think that people are influenced by her because I think she was she represented something different in, at a time. At the time she came out, man, she was different. Well, you know what? Again, it's your question. It's a stupid question because... You know why I think it's a stupid question? Because it puts people on the spot, and no one knows who the, the influenced are. I don't know who I'm influenced by. I'm influenced by, the answer is, I am influenced by everything I've ever seen and heard my entire life up until now. That's my, the answer to everybody. Uh, see, I don't, I don't believe that Well, well then you're wrong. I'm telling you. You're influenced by the Beatles. It's obvious. You're influenced by everything you've ever heard, seen, or done since the day you were born. That's your influences. So and that could be anybody. What is the what is the last musical influence that you had, Carl? There is none. Because he's influenced by everything every day. That's what he's trying. Right. That's I, the I, point I, you're I, trying I, to the, make. I heard a song before that. That's cool. I like that. And that goes in my little file cabinet. So then when I'm writing a song, unbeknownst to me, it comes out. So we don't know who we're influenced by, you know? I, I know we like to emulate certain artists, or some people like to rip off certain artists. But as far as influenced by... Everybody. Well, the answer is everyone. Well, unfortunately, Carl, that question will still be asked of our artist in the new year. So, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Carl wants to get rid of all the damn. No, questions. he likes the new one that we haven't really been able to feature yet. The so. first, she's the first one with the new oh, one. Oh, Elaine's the first one with the new one. What's the new question? So the new question is: What questions do you have for us that you would like us to answer? And the thing of it is, oh, that's good. I hate it already. Oh. Even having- <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I really like this question. I like that I get to turn it back around and ask you guys a question. That's fun. Um, the question that I would have for you guys at ninety four twenty is, how do you define success for the artists that you interview and that you listen to and take submiss- submissions from? Um, I think the public has a certain view of success when you're an artist, and I think it's different for every artist. Um, so yeah, I guess I would be interested in like when you guys interview somebody or you see somebody that has submitted their work to you, what makes you go, oh, this person's got it going on. This person is being successful in their field. What are the, the things that you look for there that spell that out for you? Thanks so much. I think for us, it's not so much. Don't speak. Don't speak for me. Okay, I will speak for myself then. <laughs> when it comes to the artists that we feature, it's not necessarily about like their following or you know how much they've done in credit. It's truly about like the sound. Is the quality good? Do they have a good voice? Like, is it is it catchy? Is it something that all three of us could, you know, tap our feet to and all that fun stuff? So success for me, for the artists that we're featuring, is more about what quality of music they're producing as opposed to, like, how much or what they've done beforehand to get them there. So that's that's what I define it as. Carl, Carl, what do you say? Me? You want, don't you want to go? Um... I think that I, I'm trying to determine whether or not she wants to know what our measure of success for an artist is 
or our measure of success on uh, being featured on 9420. They're two different things. I mean, if, 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 a, if an act uh, approaches us and says, would you use our music? For me, it has to be uh, accomplished. It has to be interesting. It has to be different. And it has to be um, a, a little bit compelling. That's not I, true. I, Basically, you have to like it. Yeah, I that's like what. Yeah, well, I have to like it. That's, I have to like it, but I want it to be compelling. There are a lot of things that I like that aren't compelling. <laughs> you know, you, come on, right? Not everything is. I, I think the level of success for any individual artist today should be measured by whether or not uh, you've made somebody in your following, be it small or be it large. You've made somebody. There's a million happy. different answers to this question. You know, you know yeah. one, one of them could but... be how many streams you have, how much money you've made, how famous you are. That's one. I don't think any of that. I, is yeah, no, that, I don't well, think that, that is either. That's well, then you're totally wrong. That's is success. Success. No, but is, in terms, <laughs> we're talking about. No, really, that's what success is on a, on, a, on a world scale. How, like you know, like, like one thing Taylor Swift is is successful. You know, whether or not she's good, that's another story, but she's successful. You can't deny that. The best guy to answer this question is Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin has a book called The Creative Act. And Rick Rubin, like, I, I just love his vibe. Anyone who doesn't know about him, go see the the Anderson Cooper CNN interview with Rick Rubin. He it, really has the best outlook on what success is. And basically, it's what you said, Greg. It's... it's um, it shouldn't have anything to do with money or streams or, or any of that. It's basically should your success should be if what you're doing is tr is the purest, truest form of what you want to express and you like it, and that's what success is. And if you're doing that, you're successful. Everything else is just trappings and toppings, well, that nonsense. But but I think the question she's asking is what is success? It's what Taylor Swift, the Beatles were successful. You know, because they were rich and famous and well-known. And, and they sold a lot of records. I'm sorry. That's basically what everyone doing this. I, and you'll fight with me on this, Greg. Everyone doing this wants that. I'm sorry. You know, in some respect, if you, if you make a demo and you're trying to get a record deal or trying to do something with your music, at some level, you want to make money and be successful doing it. Be rich and be famous. But but I think that I think the kernel of of, of um, integrity in every artist is the idea that they want to create something that somebody else says, man, that had an impact on me. That changed me. I loved that. I yeah, that, enjoyed that. That's that. good. But, yep. but you want to be rich. I think that's success. <laughs> if you can do that for people, I think that's success. Hey, who who's winning in this bowling game right now? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Got negative two points. Right. So how do you how do you win bowling? You get the highest score. You get the, yeah. Same, been, same thing in music. I've, I've been waiting for thirty minutes on my French fries. Same, from same the thing. Same thing in music. Nice soft pretzel hasn't showed up either. So the answer, <laughs> Elaine, how we gauge success is by how much money you make. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you take all three of ours, it's how good your music is, how the music makes you individually feel, and then how much money you make. So. I do think it's time for us to actually get back to the bowling game and get on out of this episode. <laughs> so success to me is, first off, you can gauge success by how many Instagram followers you have. That's success. And then next is yep. how many likes you get on TikTok. Yep. 
Yeah. How many Spotify streams you have? Right? That's all important right there. Uh, How many um, emails you ignore? If right. you're ignoring 200 emails a day, you are a success. Anyway. So, Elaine, thank you so much for putting that question back on us. Hopefully, it made you laugh a little bit because of the banter that happened. <laughs> Elaine, we hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. A little aside, I saw one of our favorite friends... Dakota Danielle did her first round at, at the Bluebird. The, uh, yes, at the Bluebird. I think that's wonderful. Yes, I'm the, I, good for her. Good for her. I sent her a message and congratulated her. I think that's I a love, great, I love Dakota. great end to her year for sure. How did it go? How did it go? Yeah. Did she tell you? No, she made a lot of she made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's get out of this. Yes, let's get on out of this. Well, from all of us at 9420, we want to wish all of our listeners bah, bah a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we have one more song by Elaine called Your Fool, which <laughs> definitely goes for the last half of this show. And then we're gonna bowl and then we're gonna bowl our way we out. We are gonna bowl our way out of here. For everything that we spoke about today in our show, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is letter is the letters that is the numbers nine four and the letters t-w-e-n-t-y until next time we'll talk to y'all later
not healthy I know it's not right But without you I'm nothing I'm nothing I'm trapped